Hey everybody, welcome to the latest installment of the Deep Lock Podcast, where I am your host. Today, our topic is Black Monday. For those who don't know what Black Monday is, it's pretty much where it's a coach that's been on a hot seat for the whole entire season. Um, their last rites or their final day comes, where they get a pink slip and where it's a bunch of speculation on who's going to be the next coach of this head um, of, of the prospective team. Man, we have, as of right now, seven, potentially eight vacancies. Um, the fired head coaches, they start with um, that's Vic Fangio. He was the first to get the axe in Denver. Uh, Mike Nagy in Chicago. Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. Um, the most surprising one, Brian Flores out of Miami. That was some bullshit. How can you fire somebody that's basically turned your franchise around? He was better than the rest of those sorry losers that you had before. But I will divulge into that during this podcast. And um, Joe Judge asked if today he was fired. And David Cully is possibly fired. We all know what happened with, um, with Urban Meyer and the situation in Oakland with John Gruden. So today I want to discuss um why were they fired, the best um landing spots, and my prediction of where each coach is going. I'm gonna tell y'all this: Eric B. Enemy will finally become a head coach this cycle. I promise you that. I guarantee it. So fasten your seatbelts. Go get your drink. Go get your smoke. Go get whatever you want. This is gonna be a action-packed podcast today. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to get started. Hey guys, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Welcome to the D Block Podcast where I'm talking about Black Monday, where head coaches that got fired, we're going to talk about why they were fired. We're going to talk about the best vacancies, where these, where these um, candidates should go and, some, and the landing spots in which they're going to go. So I want to start with Brian Flores. Um, he comes from the Bill Belichick tree. Um, he had a record of 24-25 when he came to Miami. He inherited a 4-12 team, but they um, went 10-6. Last year in this season they went nine and eight. He started off rough. Well, he won the first game against New England and lost seven straight, but then turned around and won seven straight. The near the back and well, what happened was he lost to um they lost to Tennessee real bad and then they turned around and swept New England, believe it or not. Most coaches in the in the AFC East, where they struggled to um to beat Belichick, he got it. He was actually he had a four and two record against Bill Belichick in his three years in Miami. Now stuff that's coming out of the, what I'm hearing out of Miami, he was fired because he was too brutally honest. He was too blunt. Him and Tua had gotten to it in practice where it was a big it was a big cursing match where they exchanged expletives and he couldn't get along with GM Chris Greyer. And Stephen Ross, their um owner, said that he's too toxic. He's 
He's someone that's not right for the team. But I call bullshit on that. How the hell you fire somebody that has brought credibility back to your franchise, given what he's had, and you just turn around and kick this man in the ass and fire him? It's a, it's a bunch of bullshit. I'm, I'm not a Dolphins fan, but I am extremely pissed at what happened. You just don't turn around and fire people like that. Where this man, I guarantee you, they would have been, Without a doubt, Miami would have been uh, fighting for the AFC East title. They would have definitely made the playoffs, in which I thought they would have made it this year. Tua, for all intents and purposes, is overrated, in my opinion. So now I'm hearing that they wanted Justin Herbert, but decided to get Tua. Tua has been more injured than he's been healthy. So how, so the shit I don't understand is, why y'all just going to just let this man go like that? It's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he did what he he did better than um Matt Nagy. Sorry, ass. He did better than Joe Philbin. So what's the what's the what's the problem? I say this to say now what happened is Miami is going to regret this decision, and I hope the shit blows up on them. I really hope Flores goes to a team, lock in somewhere, and turn that team around, and even go to the Super Bowl. And I hope, and I hope that Miami is on their schedule. Because guess what? I will be rooting for it. I will be rooting for him. Matt, Mike Nagy, he definitely had to go. Because in four years, you had a winning record. But you're 0-2 in the playoffs. And those teams in Chicago, for all intents and purposes, they're not a mediocre team. But they they could be better than what they are. You have all right defense. Your, all, your, your offense is pretty good. You have two good running backs. And Tariq Cohen, now he comes back from off injury, and David Montgomery. And Khalil Herbert, he showed he showed off when Montgomery was hurt. So you have building blocks to build around. You also have Justin Fields, who surprisingly, out of all the Ohio State quarterbacks that's ever drafted, he has the most potential out of all of them. Mike Zimmer, basically, it was just time. It was just, you know, it's just... You had a seventy-two, yeah, seventy-six and fifty-two and one record, but you've only been in the playoffs three times out of eight years. So that system wasn't working. It's time for some new. It's time for a new regime. It's time for a new voice. Minnesota, in my opinion, is an underrated landing spot. I will get into that in a moment. But you have the players in place. It's all about hiring the right coach. Um. Joe Judge, as of to, as of a couple of hours ago, was fired. Now, I would have thought that he would have stayed because the, whoever their GM is going to be since um, Gettleman retired, that they would have hired the they would have hired the right head coach. Well, he would have evaluated him, and Judge would have probably got fired or whatnot. But I'm glad that the Giants made that decision. They do have some good pieces on offense. You got Saquon Barkley. You have a legit wide receiver core. But you're gonna have to answer the. You have to answer a question: What to do about Daniel Jones? Do you keep him? Do you keep him on the short lease, or you uh, or you try to trade him? And let's see, David Cully. My personal opinion, Houston needs to keep him because you're not going to get nobody else. I mean, nobody wants to come to that sorry-ass franchise because, and also, and also this, 
if you were going, if he's going to be one and done, you should have just hired the head coach that you was going to coach. You should have hired the enemy. You should have hired Eva Flush. You should have hired um, Leslie Frazier or Jim Caldwell. But it just that that franchise is trash, and I will get to that in our next segment. The best vacancies, top to bottom. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and I'm gonna get into my um, best vacancies for head coaches from top to bottom. Hey guys, welcome back to the D Block um, podcast, where I'm talking, where we're discussing Black Monday. I, in my last segment, I um, covered the fired head coaches and why they were fired. I didn't go over John Gruden and uh, Urban Meyer because everybody knew what happened. John Gruden with that racist email, then Urban Meyer with that bullshit he was on in Jacksonville. So I want to go over the best vacancies, top to bottom, and um, like I said, it's a total of Seven, maybe eight places, or even six. Just depends on how you look at it. But I would say my best vac. I'm gonna get started with that. With that. Um. With that aspect, my best head coaching vacancy will definitely be the Raiders. They may keep Rich Biasica. In my opinion, he they need to. They've won four straight. He's got them in the playoffs, and he and everybody is playing tough for him. They go to Saturday, they play Cincinnati, who's who, who in their regards surprised everybody with a with a um eleven and six record. They won the AFC North. And believe it or not, if their head coach wouldn't have pulled this off, he would have been fired. So Cincinnati is looking to win, looking to shed a 31-year um losing streak from being in the from from getting out the first round. Kind of like the Saints back in the day. But back to the topic at hand, the Raiders. This would be a great, this would be a great situation because does Vegas. And it's it's a roster that has Derek Carr. You have Josh Jacobs. You have Hunter Renfro. You have um Darren Waller. You have a excellent squad. That defense, you might have a little bit. You might have to do some work on that side of the ball, but you'll be impressed with how this unit played with times down the stretch. And you also have Mr. Clutch himself, Daniel Carson, who beat San Diego Sunday night. So, um, and also you might be making. They might be making a change at general manager since uh, Mark Mayock may be gone too as well. My second, um, my second. Best vacancy would be Denver. Man, Denver has a stout defense. Denver has weapons on offense. They are loaded even, but the problem Denver needs is a quarterback. If they can get a quarterback, oh my God, Denver would Denver would give Kansas City a run for that money in that division. I'm telling you, because with all due respect to to Teddy Bridgewater, he's just not it. Drew Drew Locke is trash. Um, and also you gotta look at it like, and also from this as they're going through an ownership transfer sale. That's that'll probably be rectified soon. Who will be the owner? I'm hearing um 
Robert Smith, this guy, he's a he's a he's he's a he's a wealthy black guy, and Jay Z and Beyonce are looking to buy a team as well. But I'm not gonna get in all that. I don't know. It's just that's some names that make me that makes me come to mind. But if they draft the right quarterback and they get the right head coach, oh my God, Denver will be one of the best teams coming out the AFC. Um. The Bears, that would be my third best vacancy. Why the Bears? Because just like any other team, just like any other team, they have their pros and their cons. Um, I mean, they have the quarterback of the future in Justin Fields. Like I just said, they have a stout, they have a good defense. Just need some retooling. But the only messed up part is Chicago don't have a first-round pick, but it has a multitude of cap space. So it's Chicago. You're going to go there. Everybody's going to go there because it's one of the storied franchises in the league. And if, again, with the right head coach, they can go, they can really go places. Green Bay don't have to run that division, the NFC North anymore. The Vikings, the next team who I want to discuss, they can give them a run for their money. Detroit, they're in rebuild mode. So. You know, we're not going to discuss that. But the next, my next fourth best vacancy is the Vikings. So, like I said, and, um, well, why they were in, the, in my last segment, Mike Zimmer was around for eight years. They only made the playoffs three times out of eight years. That's unacceptable. They needed a new voice. They just needed to shake it up, shake the tree a little bit. And the good thing about ownership, they are patient. Because the Vikings are in a potential of, of, of a solid rebuild. So, Kirk Cousins entering his final year of his contract, which is he's due $35 million of base salary. That's according to Sport Track. And they've lost the Vikings. The good thing about his interesting fact about the Vikings, they've never lost no more than nine games under Zimmer. So, they, wouldn't, they were not the worst team. In the NFL, but you have pieces to work with. You have Justin Jefferson, you have Dalvin Cook, you have Allen Thielen, and that defense, like I said, is probably one of the most underrated in the league with Pat with Pat Peterson in the secondary. So that's that's an intriguing spot. Uh, my fifth spot would be the New York Giants. They're going to be well over the salary cap. They're gonna be um they're gonna to need to be 16 million just to be in the clear. And they've also become a market of uh big market disparity. Because here's the thing about New York. Here's the thing about New York. You can anybody as a head coach, I don't care if it's the Giants, if it's the Knicks, if it's the Yankees, the Mets, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Jets. Although they're in New Jersey, the Devils, or even the Nets, you have to have a certain type of, you have to have thick skin to be a coach there because that media up there is treacherous. They will eat your ass alive. And um, the division at the end, it's, also, it's always the butt of ridicule and jokes, but it's, it ain't no joke neither because you have Philadelphia and Dallas just making the playoffs and Washington disappointingly didn't despite them making it this year. 
So, in essence, it's not a desirable destination. But at the same time, it's New York. You have your work cut up. You have your work made out. You have your work ahead of you. Cut out for you. I'm sorry. You have your work cut out for you. But I can say this. On offense, they got decent wide receivers. They got Galladay. They got um, Sterling Shepard. You have Evan Ingram as your tight end. You have Saquon Barkley. I mean, you have Devontae Booker who did a serviceable job. But it's just just that, just the, just, just the whole gist of the Daniel Jones situation. I'm sorry. I can't even get out what I'm about to say. Daniel Jones is entering the contract year on a very inexpensive deal. If you couple that with Patrick Graham's least serviceable defense in a in, in a pair of top ten draft, you might get ammunition for a two year turnaround. Just depends, but I mean, Judge wasn't no different than Pat Sherman and Ben McAdoo. But that's what I got to say about the Giants, um, the Jaguars. In my opinion, hear me out, y'all. In my opinion. Out of all the teams I've mentioned, besides Denver, this got to be the most underrated roster in the NFL. You got a front, you got a future quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. You have an underrated wide receiver core, Marvin Lewis, um, LaVisca should know. Laquan Treadwell had a renaissance year. DJ Shark, whenever he comes back from his injury. You have also, you have a stout running back core. You have the rookie Travis Etienne. You have James Robinson. Um, But the here's the problem with Jacksonville. Here's, here's the biggest problem with Jacksonville. Jacksonville needs a tight end as well. I want to mention that. Their, offense, their defense is straight. It could be better. But this is the biggest problem with the, with the, with the Jack Wars. Shad Khan's decision making. That's the biggest problem with, with that with that with that franchise. You have a moron. You have a bum as a GM, Trent Belkey. It's so bad in Jacksonville, guys, to where yes, when they played the Colts, they beat they beat the piss out of the Colts. They beat them so bad that they knocked the Colts out the playoffs. And their fan base was dressed around like clowns. And even with clowns with mustaches, because Shad Khan has a thick mustache, right? And they even had, according to CBS Sports, they had a plane flying around, flying, reading hashtag Clown Town, seen above the stadium. And one fan, I seen this shit on Bleacher Report, y'all. So they was doing um, a trivia. This lady said. I forgot what the question was. She had like three answers, like four answers. She said D, fire bulky, and the whole stadium went freaking nuts, y'all. That shit is wild. You got to go on Bleacher Report to look at that. Um, That whole organization needs definitely needs to be structured differently. The whole culture needs to change. That's, that's, that's another issue. Jacksonville needs to fire Trent Barkley because now you're going to push certain candidates away because they don't want to work with him. And why fire Trent Barkley? 
You saw what he did in San Francisco. Then went to the Super Bowl, and then two years later, they was mediocre. So, Shad Khan has to get this have to get this this head coaching decision right because what you're gonna do is you're gonna set your team that franchise back and back and back. I would hate that for the city of Jacksonville. I would hate that for North Florida and Southern Georgia, whoever follows them. But you have to get this decision right because the rumors going to start that oh, we're gonna move the Jaguars to London and all that. We don't want that. We keep keep the team in Jacksonville. Keep them competitive. Do what you got to do to restore the culture. That's what you got to do. Um, my and then we're gonna go to the last two best vacancy positions. The seven is the Dolphins. Normally. I would have put the Dolphins in the top three, but here's my thing: that shit they pulled with Brian, but Brian Flores, that's that that doesn't sit well with my spirit. That does not sit well with me at all. You fight this brother, this brother of Honduran, of Honduran descent. He come there. He literally put y'all kind of back to being creditable, but. The owner with his old fossil decrepit ass is going to say, we need a better voice. We, you know, we feel like he is the answer. Well, who's going to be the answer? Who's going to be the answer? And I'm not stupid because Stephen Ross, he's a Michigan alum. I already know where it's going. Jim Harbaugh is going there. Oops, I told the landing spot. But, um... They do have the most cap space in the NFL. And it's Miami and South Florida. Duh, who wouldn't want to go there? But if you're going to a poverty franchise, just like my last best vacancy, um, and then you're hearing reports, if if he... Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I messed up. If I'm hearing reports that Flores was incredibly difficult to work with, but the Dolphins is is a team that's incredibly difficult to win, and basically his his relationship with in the building were not existing at times, um, and their their GM Chris Greer for for the most part, I mean, the best job that I can recall, he did he pull a fleece job on Houston, but then again, who doesn't pull a fleece job on Houston shit? I have no general manager experience, but I could fleece the shit out of them. And the jury's still out on tour. I mean, is he, is he, I'm not going to say he's a bust, but he's very overrated. And Flores was the reason why they wanted to, that 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 Sean Watson wanted to come. That defense is stout. Oh my God, Miami's defense is like so damn underrated till it's unreal. Um, you have Jalen Waddle, who's an absolute stud, and like I said, that defense is killer. So, despite all of the foolishness that goes on with that poverty franchise. People still want to go. That's Miami. Shit, why not? Why wouldn't you want to go move to Miami? So my last best vacancy um, would be the Texans. They might not fire David Cully, 
but I will say this. We all know about the Texans. Their franchise is, is pathetic. Their ownership is pathetic. Their roster is pathetic. I feel like Roger Goodell should intervene and make the McNair sell that team. You've, you chose a freaking shyster of a chaplain, and you elevated him to executive VP of football operations. If that doesn't tell you anything, you have a bunch of players who are scrubs on one or two year contracts. So basically, this was an audition for them. Nobody's going to want to come to Houston. I mean, the city is just like Texas. This is like one of the most popular places in the country. People like genuinely fool with Houston. They like Houston, but I wouldn't want to play for the Texans. But... I'm going to wrap this um, segment up, and then we're going to go to our last segment, the land, my prediction of where these head coaches are going to go. So with that being said, we're going to take a short break, and I'll be right back, and we can get started with our next segment. Guys, welcome back to the latest installment of the Deep Block Podcast. I'm talking about Black Monday. I went over fired head coaches. I went over the best vacancies. And now we're going to go into our final segment, the landing spots. Okay. The landing spots. We have some candidates. I'm not going to name all of them. I'm going to just throw out some names. And we're going to just play connect the dots. So far as um, head coaching candidates, we have... Byron Leftwich, of course, Brian Flores, Eric Bieniemy, Jim Caldwell, Leslie Frazier, Todd Bowles, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, Doug Peterson, Brian Debol, and Matt Eberflus, and even um, Gerard Moore, the Patriots linebacker coach. So with that being said, we have six to maybe eight positions open. So I'm going to go over all eight. So first and foremost, Jacksonville, since... You know, I have it in order how I read it down. Byron Leftwich will be the next head coach of the Jaguars. Why? Because you can see what he's the work that he's done in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. And none of his offenses have been no lower than third total. Um, Denver. Denver will get By- Byron Flores. And I hope John Elway drafts the right quarterback. Or don't even draft the quarterback. Get a free agent quarterback. Get Aaron Brooks, get Russell Wilson, get um, Deshaun Watson. And Byron Flores will elevate that Broncos fed franchise. I am excited about that. You know the shit with Miami, his former employer. That's why Jim Harbaugh is going. I'd rather Harbaugh go to Chicago, but he did that on purpose. The Dolphins lot the Dolphins owner, he's a fucking liar. And he knew what he was doing, so Jim Harbaugh is coming back to the NFL. He would be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Chicago, it was down to Todd Bowles, Eric Bieniemy, and um, Matt Eberflus. But that's where Eric Bieniemy is going. He's going to Chicago. Eric Bieniemy will finally get a head coaching job. He will be the next head coach of the Bears. He will... Make Justin Fields the best Ohio State quarterback of all time. Minnesota. 
I got Minnesota um, choosing a head coach who the Texans should have picked. That was my plan B, just in case the enemy didn't go there. Matt Eberflus will be the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. The Giants. The Giants. Um, I'm going to go Doug Peterson with this one because he's seasoned. He can help Matt Jones out. Just look at the work that he's done in, that he did in Philly. He turned that friend. He did. He did wonders with Philly, and I think it'd be a good fit. Just so long they get the right general manager. The Raiders. They're going to keep Rich Biasica. They should. This man had a four-game win streak and brought y'all to the playoffs. Where well, two weeks ago the Raiders were like tenth place in the, in the AFC. Um, the Texans, I personally think they need to keep David Cutler because nobody wants to go to that shit show. But however, I feel like Brian Dabo, the offensive coordinator for Buffalo, will take that head coaching position just in case Cully is fired. So that's my, uh, prediction for landing spots for these coaches. But, um. We're going to take a short break, and I'm going to close it out with my thoughts and um, and just, just you know, just with my thoughts and everything, we're going to talk about the next podcast. So y'all stick tight. We're going to take a short break. Guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the Deep Block Podcast. We're talking about Black Monday. We went over fired head coaches, landing spots, and the best vacancies, top to bottom. Um, I want to close out by saying this. Black head coaches normally have it rough because, shit, Jim Caldwell was fired, nine wins. Tony Dungy was fired. He had 10 wins. Brian Flores was fired. He had um, nine wins. But yet, these other fair-skinned head coaches, they get, they get, they just, they just, they can, they can suck, they can lose. They get these positions, they keep them. It's just a bunch of bullshit to me. But I really hope that, um, I really hope Flores gets somewhere where it's, I hope it's Denver. It could be Chicago. It could be the Raiders. It could be the Texans. No, I don't want to go into the Texans. It could be Minnesota. But there's somewhere this guy's a good head coach, and it seems like his um, players were working for him. These franchises have to learn how to pick wisely. Stop trying to find the hottest thing. Quit trying to find your Sean McVeigh, your Matt LaFleur's, or your Zach Taylor's. Find someone that's going to connect with your franchise, with your fan base, that's going to get that, that's going to connect with your players. If your team is sorry, if your team is shit water, they're going to bring relevancy to your team, to your franchise. Stop looking to try to hire these, these re-threads like to do in hockey. Same, you know, the same coaches, they're going to get the same position. Stop trying to hire these white coaches and where your league is 70 to 75% black. Give some of these minority coaches an opportunity. I mean, shit. 
why wouldn't you? You're just going to hire somebody, just they don't work out, they're going to have a shit record, and then they're not, then they don't pan out, then it's back to square one. But um, I'll catch y'all on the next podcast. We're going to be talking, we're going to discuss um, franchises. We're going to talk about the Saints. We're going to even talk about the Sorry Texans. We're going to discuss how their season ended and what they need to do going forward to be better. But I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. I will, I will enjoy I enjoy y'all taking time out and listening to what I have to say. And I will see y'all on the I will I look forward to seeing y'all on the next one. Y'all have a great night. Bye-bye.